This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave, I know there's nothing that you enjoy more than a story that embarrasses me. <laughs> uh, and I have one for you. Okay. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good story. Oh my God, Monday, it's what, 11? <laughs> this is going to be a great week. Yes, tell me. All right, so you see that radio over there? Uh, the, my big Grundig radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very cool. It's been fixed. It's <laughs> a 1955 Grundig radio. It was fixed by a friend of mine, um, and it works now. It's got a great sound and everything, mm-hmm. but he had to take the entire thing over to his house to fix it because okay. it was big, and there was a lot of stuff inside of it. If you looked at the Oh, bottom, is there like a little like shelf? A, there's like a little shelfy thing in there that right. you put stuff in? Sure. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't even look what was in there, <laughs> and, he, and when he brought it back to me, he had a weird expression uh, on his face, and he goes, "Well, here's uh, the stuff that was inside the uh, okay the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, not the rate, just the drawer, not the actual yes, the, yes. the wires are or anything. Right? Take a okay. look in that bag. All right, hold on. Well, it's kind of heavy. It is kind of bit. But there's a lot of crap. In all right, there. hold on. Let me. Uh... All right. Okay. Uh, okay, this looks like a... Is this a baby... No, this is a big diaper. Is this... It's a giant... Is, is this Landecker's big diaper yes. from his... Uh, yes. From his... Uh, yes. When he wore that on stage. Yes. Very this nice. Is, uh, he would do this song called Baby Boomers, right. and he'd wear this giant, uh, you know, right. man-sized diaper on stage as a bit. Well... This guy who fixed it, I don't know him that well. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know anything about the history of Planet or the Legends. Right, he, right. He, like, he I don't me. know. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing there, but the radio sounds great. All right. He handed me this bag. That's really all I wanted okay. you to see. I, mean, right. I don't know what else is in there. Oh, there's, but, some, uh, there's a loop thing. There's. But I don't even know why it was in there or how it got in there or whatever. But as soon as I saw that, you know, like an hour later, right, you're like, I uh, immediately emailed him and explained yeah. the entire history. <laughs> right, right. I don't want him going around going, right. you know that Rick guy he seems normal <laughs> but, but he's got big yeah. diapers right he's, so you had a notary public you had <laughs> <Exactly>. Landecker <laughs> Landecker did a visual uh, video thing for right. you to get you out exactly right. so anyway that's uh, that's it. it it's time for Minutia Men the following is a Tony Lasano podcast an Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network this is Minutia, Minutia Men. Men with Rick and Dave is the guy in the neighborhood yeah, he's, he lives in Wheeling. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's embarrassing. I, you know, I I, I really uh, have a legitimate reason right. for having an it adult doesn't diaper. Matter. But it doesn't matter. Right. No, and no matter now what you do in your life, just like the embarrassing <laughs> death story, to this guy, you're the, you're the big diaper guy. I'll give you another one, yeah. all right? Last night, I was at a comedy show here in uh, Mount Prospect. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a benefit for the Parks Board Foundation. Uh-huh. And they had this comedian. And he was one of these guys that works the crowd. You know, sure. it's the crowd stuff. Yeah. And at one point, um, he got volunteers. He picked volunteers. Of course. And of course, I was one yeah. of them. And he made us go out of the room and get dressed up. And we came back in as the village people. And they played YMCA. And we had to dance on stage. I was the cowboy. And you could cowboy. do worse than the cowboy. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's the best one. Yeah, right. Because the other right, the other ones are. Yeah. So yeah. So I had a look, you know, fake mustache yeah, on, and sure. I was out there uh, dancing YMCA. Luckily, because of my Landecker training. Oh my god! I've danced to that song hundreds Co- of times. You were, you were yes and it. So we went to Second City with Scott oh, and Cindy okay. over the, and we were in the front row. Okay, yeah. And the uh, show was, I don't know if I get the title completely. It was 
dance like black people are watching you. Okay. Something like that. All and right. it was, a, you know, the theme was white, defi- white boy dancing. Well, no, yeah. it was it was basically about, you know, African-Americans and the culture and how they differ. You know, it was yeah, yeah. it's Second City. And we it wasn't really embarrassing. But I, of course, was they did a game show um, like, do you remember? I think it was called. And it okay. was do you, and they played like Donna Summers and, you know, Diana Roth. And I couldn't get any of them. And, the, and <laughs> she ridiculed me for being, you know, don't you remember? You know, it's like, no, I don't, I don't remember. Sorry. So we both were humiliated yes. in front of people we didn't know. That's always a fun way to spend your weekend. Well, we got to get going. We got a lot right, going yes. on here. Um, you know. 2021 what are some of the things that happened in 2021 do you remember it was the that was the pandemic year well it was one of yeah it was one of theirs well you remember afghanistan sure think about afghanistan okay what happened 2021 Uh uh-huh well the taliban took control right basically right and do you remember all the the videos of the honking cars and stuff and everybody's on their cars with the waving their guns and everything it was it was a time of Great joy for these people. <laughs> for the Taliban. <laughs> right, yes. exactly. Maybe not for everybody else, but the Taliban. <laughs> yeah. That was their that was their year. Right. Okay. Exactly. Well, things may not be going oh, so great. Is now. the bloom off the rose? <laughs> a little bit. Fed up with a nine to five grind, former Taliban fighters complain about their desk jobs and long for the days of jihad. <laughs> <laughs> just, you remember Ahmed how fun that was that year just a few years ago 24 oh. year old Kabul, rest, uh, Kabul resident Haziafa had his dream job he was the lead sniper for a regiment of Taliban <laughs> freedom fighters and felt fulfilled with his work I had a purpose and a feeling of accomplishment I greeted each day with a sense of anticipation Usaiva wistfully reminisces now he's working at a cubicle from eight to five, eight to six, Monday through Friday, processing utility requisition forms for the new Afghanistan Taliban government. The coffee sucks. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> Life has gotten so tiring. You do the same thing every day. It never stops. Yeah. Husaifa is just one of the many former Taliban fighters who are having a tough time adjusting right. to their new normal. Yeah, what is, happened to the 72 virgins? Right, right exactly. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, think a little less of the 72 virgins and a little more of the 72C requisition forms that you should be sending out to me right now. <laughs> <In> triplicate. <laughs> right. So they're having trouble adjusting, you know, rather than creating, or now they're creating spreadsheets when they used to be spreading terror. Right? <laughs> so now things are different. Abul Nafi. A militant who now works as an executive director in the government said he needed to learn how to use a computer and current data processing tools for his new job. I especially hate Excel. <laughs> he recently told you the researcher. What? I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate Excel. You know, you try to auto sum and it doesn't line up. You miss one little fucking cell and all of a sudden. So now the cells are different instead of. Oh, a different kind of cell. It's a different kind of cell ah, right gotcha. now. Gotcha. <laughs> um, unsurprisingly, office dynamics and politics have also played a role in the general disfaction. <laughs> this really is a funny story. W- with the workplace. <laughs> Shireen Patwahi, a 24-year-old former staff commander who's now working in the Ministry of Economics, says, the work wouldn't be so bad if my boss didn't watch me all the time. I feel that he doesn't trust me and thinks I take too many smoking breaks. Right. Wow. Right. Hey, Shireen, another hookah break? That data isn't going to input itself. Uh, why does Ali always get the Boston cream? Yeah, this sounds like a sitcom script. Yeah, it really does. Um, so uh, if you 
I mean, and I don't know where they're getting these people. Are they getting it on Indeed? I don't, I don't, yeah, where are you, right. you know, recruiting for um, there? One guy here said, here, let me go back to this guy here. Um, one guy said that he didn't have a lot to, oh, thankfully, Anafi doesn't have a lot of work and he gets to spend a significant portion of his day on Twitter. We are connected to fast Wi-Fi and Internet. Many Mujahideen, including myself, are now addicted to the Internet, especially Twitter. There's some good stuff on there. Oh, my God. Plus, I'm discovering some great podcasts. Hey. Now, he didn't write this, but I'm sure he's a big fan of Minutia Men, even though we're hosted by a couple, yeah. of, hosted by a couple of evil imperialists. But there you go. That's a whole market that we should be fantastic. Well, monetized. you just mentioned we were doing well in Pakistan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah. Well, I've got another international story okay. for you. Um, this one, uh, uh, Associated Press Berlin. Oh. The Daily Frankfurter Allgemeine Zeitung reported that- I think that, you said that a lot better than when I was using when I was doing the words I Afghan. I, I think you nailed the dialect I think much I better. Uh, reported a furious ballet director, Marco Gicke, approached a dance critic, Wiebke Huster, during the intermission of a premiere at uh, Hanover's Opera House on Saturday and asked what she was doing there. Yeah, no, what are you doing here? Uh, it's The two of them did not know each other, but Goethe had read Huster's review. Ooh. Yes. Oh. The newspaper said Goethe, who apparently felt provoked by the review she wrote of a production he staged in the Dutch seat of government, The Hague, threatened to ban her from the ballet. You must go out! You are out of here. Accused her of being responsible for people canceling season tickets in Hanover. So, I mean, the review was so bad. A blistering review. Yes, it was blistering. So, here's what he did. What any of us would have done. He pulled out a paper bag with animal feces and (laughs) smeared her face with the contents of it before making off through the packed theater foyer, the newspaper said. Huster identified the substance as dog feces (laughs) and said that she had filed a criminal complaint. Well, I would think, sure. Yes. In a statement on its website, the Opera House said Huster's personal integrity was violated in an unspeakable way they are very sorry apologize to her immediately after the incident mm-hmm. uh, you know which i think is the great way to do it and vipka huster does sound like she's pretty upset about this well i would think but throughout this whole incident she didn't smile a single time which is missing a major opportunity depriving everyone of seeing an actual Honest to goodness, shit eating grin. I was, I was, I was, di- I was diagramming <laughs> that sentence in my head of like a smile, okay, grin, grin. Okay, I know where this is going. I mean, literally, yeah. we had a shot at this. Uh, you know, and this surprises me with Germans holding grudges because this yeah. was a review of like perhaps fourteen years ago or right. something. Very right? unusual. Mostly Germans are happy, go lucky. Uh, people that uh, hug. Yeah. yeah hug. They, and they hug on time. They do. <laughs> Here's a review, Ricky. Yes. These guys have my type of humor, and I like the Chicago references, and that was by Trudy Shue. Trudy. On Apple Podcast. Why? Well, you can rate us. You can review us. You can follow us. If you like Manisha Med, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com, and remember that opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And those reviews, they really do help us. Yeah, please do. Um, and, you know, you may get to hear it on this podcast itself. I forgot to tell you one line, my favorite line of the Taliban. Or, yeah. Uh, Mufaji, a 28-year-old, may have summed it up best when he sighed, 
I don't even bring my gun to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories of the year. All right, it's time for this. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So, Dave, second week in a row, we've got a Beatles story oh. for everybody. This week uh, would have been George Harrison's birthday. It would have been 80. Yeah. Would have been 80 years old this week. Now, obviously, we've never And he met. was the youngest. He was the youngest one. He right? was. He was. Obviously, we've never met George, although I did host and produce, uh, with the help of Vince Argento, a national George mm-hmm. Harrison special on Westwood One Network. Didn't I write part of that, too? Or no, I wrote the Be- Beach Boys The Boy Beach one. Boys oh, one. Okay. Yep. Um, but we did talk to legendary record producer and engineer Bill Schnee, who worked with George. Mm-hmm. And in fact, not only worked with George, he got to go to George's house. And that is kind of a one of the wildest stories I've heard in a long time. And so we're going to share that with you again this week. Uh, this would be uh, episode number 79, Grammy Award, Grammy Award winning record producer Bill Schnee. Yeah. Didn't you, you had dinner at George's Castle in England too, right? And didn't he kind of take you yeah. through the catacombs and uh, yeah. tell that? <laughs> yeah, he... Uh... So when we we went to England, as I said, to uh, record Paul's song, and uh, George had come back to England as well, and so uh, on the weekend, the we took the weekend off, and he invited Richard and I to come to his castle, and uh, and uh, have dinner, and so that's what we did. And he was married to Patty at the time, who and they were both vegetarians, and I wasn't. Uh, I did stop eating meat about ten years later, red meat, for, which whatever. But at the time, I remember distinctly, what, they don't eat meat? <laughs> When's the main course? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, guys, when that food, when that meal was served, I have to tell you, I remember distinctly thinking, wow, I, I wouldn't care about meat if I could eat like this all oh, the time. Yeah. She was an excellent cook, and and, uh, and it, it was really special, the, the meal. Anyway, uh, and after uh, after dinner, uh, sitting around and um, so, you know some certain rock stars, fellow uh, British musicians uh, kept showing up, and at one point uh, one of them said, "Why don't why don't we go in the catacombs?" And George said, "Why don't we?" And it turns out that the guy that built this castle or the first owner thereof had, must have been one weird guy because under his huge property. There the they just it went for I'd like to say miles and it probably wasn't miles but it was a long way I just know that he gave us all a torch and we went down under and the whole idea of the thing was uh, you know it was sort of like a house of mirrors except there's no mirrors it's just a house of you know tunnels that you're walking through and um, they all get off uh, they would all get off scaring each other and me. <laughs> um, and uh, which is pretty easy to do if you're the least bit claustrophobic. And I didn't know until that night that I am the least bit claustrophobic. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was it was wild. And I know it's going around. One, you know, every turn you're wondering if some guy's going to jump back out and go. Wow. And, but honestly, the very worst one was when I went. I, I remember going around this one corner uh, rather briskly, and there was a complete skeleton there. Oh, jeez! <laughs> that did more. That was worse from my heart than any of the guys screaming at me or whatever. Guys, and, uh, and it was the engineer on the last album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, I just and when we came out, 
uh, when we came out, I, it was hysterical. Ha ha. I could not tell you how far away it was from where we had first gone in. I mean, it was, it's just a massive labyrinth of tunnels. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I just love, you know, guys will be guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it no doesn't matter, matter if you're a, a beetle, beetle or, or the president you know, or, or Joe Schmo. <laughs> yeah. You're still a guy. <laughs> you know, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Bill Schnee. And sounds like the coolest house ever. Oh, yeah. It? And I, I love the stories. These well, stories of minutia when we're talking about. Right. You know, everybody heard, the, you know, George Harrison and his whatever. But the vision of him with like a. <laughs> <"Bah!"> <laughs> hey, Rick, can you uh, flop out your penis jingle? Yeah, excuse me. Mm. Um, sure, I can. Uh, I'd be happy to. You went, just tell me when you want it. Uh, and now <laughs> so, would be so great. So what exactly are you looking for? You <laughs> uh, Oh, you you want this? No. Oh, yes. It is. Penis City. Penis City. Penis City. In the news. Rick and Dave. So there is a um, Discovery Plus reality TV show called Naked and Afraid. Have you yeah. ever heard? Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, you know, I had never seen it until this past weekend. Okay. Um, I was at my aunt's house, and uh, but she's watching Naked well, and Afraid. No, well, she she was not happy that it was on, okay. but my cousin, her daughter, okay. was in town, and she had it on in the background. Really? Just, yeah. Well, what the show yeah. is, as its name implies, is they pair people up, usually a man and a woman, total strangers, and they drop them off in some either a desert or yeah. a jungle. It's or, like Survivor uh, with no clothes, with no clothes on, right. and they have to take. And it's twenty one days. Um, that they have, they have to build their, you know, their fire and their shelter and their whatever. And, you know, their Starbucks card and whatever. And, <laughs> and they have to go together. Well, oh, they each get one thing they can bring, I think. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, like the one I saw, the guy brought a, like a lighter. Oh, for, you know, for fire. Yeah. And the girl brought duct tape to cover herself up with. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. You couldn't bring a knife. Not yeah. really helping, honey. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Sam Moser, you know what he brought? What? His penis. And guess what happened to his penis? <laughs> what? Well, he was sleeping next to the fire with his yeah. partner. Uh-huh. And a a ember went flying off of the <laughs> oh fire and landed right on his penis. Ouch. Okay, so basically the ember hit his member. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, he started screaming. The bad part of this is that there's no video yet. They're they're teasing this. Okay. They're like, okay, this is going to happen in season or, you know, episode eight. Make sure you tune in for the screaming penis guy. Uh-huh. Right. So the Amber hits his, his penis and he he's yelled out. You can hear him yelling out. Oh my God. Fire has hit my little soldier's helmet. Wow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really, uh, well, can you imagine you're in extreme pain and you're referring to your, penis as your little soldier's helmet that is really committed to that name isn't it it really is <laughs> you, you got to be calling it that all the time <laughs> right exactly i mean you're you're not going to just flop that out when it's on fire <laughs> unless you've used it before um so in the video jamberbund uh which is his partner lily jamberbund calls for the onset medical staff and you know that she's stifling a little laughter yeah. don't you think sure uh, right i mean the guy's yeah, it's, come on. It's, it's funny. Hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Everything is fine. He's okay. The penis works. Good. Okay. I good, mean, everything good. Everything is fine. Again, this is Naked and Afraid, and this episode will be coming up shortly. This is not the first time. In fact, from my cursory little inf- research, it appears that men's privates 
get yeah. kind of hurt on the show regularly. Yeah, they're just kind of dangling. They're, <laughs> they're in the way. And so I've sent you a video. Yes. And uh, I think this is six seconds of another incident. Okay. Not this incident, but it's not. There we go. It's an ant. Bit my ball sack. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what happened, but it's. I think he said it's an ant in my ball sack yeah, or something. That's so, what he said. So I'm gonna. Okay. So there you go. All right. I want. There's again, really no redeeming value to that story. Sure, exactly. Well, I've got a story that also has no redeeming value. Mm. Uh, this one is from England. Um, a man in Britain, <clears throat> excuse me, admitted to stealing nearly two hundred thousand Cadbury cream eggs. Mm. In what the local police are describing as an extravagant <laughs> theft. Yeah. See, this is one of those things. The police here uh, in Britain. Um, in, they're kind of funny, aren't they? they, well, they, they they're punny. They're punny. That right. You can tell that they right. don't really consider this a serious right. deal, sure. right? Um, the caper involved breaking into an industrial unit in Telford outside of Birmingham on Saturday, making off with $37,000 worth of eggs. Yeah. Uh, the police in West Mercia said in a statement in Twitter that was riddled with attempted jokes about Easter. All right. Okay. So they're trying to be funny. Sure. West Mercia police has helped save Easter for cream egg fans, the police said. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the man, Joby Poole, 32, pleaded guilty to charges of criminal damage, etc. Uh, you know how they found him? No, no. how. So he stole a cab, uh, like a truck cab. Okay. And... He hooked the trailer, the Cadbury trailer, onto the back of his this truck. Okay, so he just got the the motorized part, and he goes to the the right. The, he had the rig, and then he put the yes the box put, behind it. Right. Okay. With the logo Cadbury. on the side <laughs> on the side of it. Stop me if you want twenty thousand pounds of eggs. Boy, I don't know how they found him. Um, and you know the question. That's, so that was not an excellent idea. No, it was not. The question is, what was he going to do mm-hmm. with, you know, all the 200,000 eggs? I have a theory. Okay. All right. Um, and it involves Anne Margaret. Okay. Can you guess what my theory is? Well, is it like Tommy related or instead you, of... What happened in Tommy? Do you remember? Well, she took a bath and baked beans, right? And yeah. chocolate. Oh, I see. It okay. It started with chocolate. Okay. Imagine with that much chocolate. Oh, you're going to have it. Um, it just gave me a chance to watch this scene again. And for kids who have not seen this, um, this is Anne Margaret writhing around in baked beans and then chocolate. And uh, for you kids out there, it's a recommendation. Academy Award win. You probably couldn't even get away with it anymore. Well, maybe oh, I don't, you could. I don't know. It, it's much more uh, uh, okay. know, sexual than I remember it. Um, At some point, she grabs a pillow and just starts humping it. Watch Elvis video or uh, um, clips from Elvis's movies. Yeah. There's the one with her, I think. Viva Las Vegas. Well, it was, uh, they sang too much, too much conversation. Yeah, yeah. And there's this party going on in the background. Yeah. And first of all, a party I would have never been invited to. No. But it's just people on the, it's just totally sexualized and just bouncing all over the place. I don't think you can get away with it. Yeah, I don't think so either. But Anne margaret uh, Northwestern forever <clears throat> Northwestern gal, right? I just think she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, the acting was tremendous, yeah. tremendous. All right. It's time for another feature. 
A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where people send us in their uh, celebrity stories. And we've established that everybody Mm -hmm. in the world has at least one good celebrity story. It's just impossible Mm -hmm. not to have one. Um, And this week's comes in from Henry. Henry uh, emailed me, Rick, I met someone I bet nobody else can say they met. You won't know his name, George Clayton, and I don't, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you've seen him in at least three things that will blow your mind. Okay. All right. He was doing theater in London in the 1980s when I was there, and I got to meet him after the show. He looked familiar to me, but I never would have known why if I hadn't read it in the playbill. Mm -hmm. His big break was being named the World Cup mascot for the English soccer team in 1966 because he's a little person. Okay, okay. He's a little person. His next role was in the Beatles movie Magical Mystery Tour. He played photographer George, which I have seen, and and now I know exactly who this is, right? Um, But uh, Henry had never seen that. He also had known nothing about soccer. So he wasn't really excited about either of those things. The reason I was excited to meet him was because he was one of the Oompa Loompas in Willy Wonka. When I met him, I said, oh, my God, I love that movie. He rolled his eyes, didn't say a word after that, signed my program, and walked away. (laughs) You're in the London theater. We're not talking about about Oompa Loompas right now. Well, I would imagine if you are a little person and you're an actor. Yeah. The roles are probably limited. Yeah. Right. There's adult entertainment, which you could probably end up making a nice chunk of. Right. Uh, And then you got the quirky. Yeah. Yeah. There's got your munchkins. You got your. Your oompas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. If they do a Fantasy Island reboot, maybe, (laughs) you know, you get get a gig there. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, But yeah. Other than that. Well, didn't they used to? And I don't know if this is a, a myth, but. Didn't airlines back in the seventies do inter or do television commercials, and they used people that were small stature. I don't know about little people to show how big and roomy their seats were. <laughs> Did they really? I, I unless this is a advertising. Well, you do myth. have a master. I do have degree. a master's degree, so I yeah. think just the fact. But yeah, they would bring purposely small people to show actually, how big their planes are. It's kind of brilliant, genius, <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Well, so that's it for this. And like show. Donald Trump would to show how big coffee cups are. <laughs> right. They would use his little hands, right? That's yes, the same, same hands. Same strategy. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits. Dot com, and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Nushaman. The preceding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up?